0: Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode number four. I am your host Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bare Fruit, and here with me in Indie Hall recording is Adam. What's the, the Jack, Jack and the Beanstalk Tetris?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to Jumpman. Let me go back to Jumpman. Adam Jumpman Tetris. Adam Jumpman Tetris. What's up? I'm How you doing, man. Octavius? Hey man. You know what? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I, I had a uh, I had a delayed uh, comic book pickup. Mm-hmm. So yesterday uh, was Wednesday. I, I usually go to my shop on Wednesday and pick up my books. I was too busy. I had that kind of day where I couldn't like step out and get my books. Yeah. Uh, so today I picked up my books, and I, I got a big surprise from one of them that I, I like. I cannot wait to talk about.
0: When we cover the pool list, so the truth of the matter is, Adam, you tried to tell me this early, but I said, "I, you can't give it away." From, I know, I know, you, you told me, I, I know you told
1: me that I'm, I'm, but I'm like, whoa, like I walked into the shop, and I saw this book on the rack, and I,
0: whoa, jump man, jump whoa. man, jump man, jump man, wow,
1: yeah, like that, <laughs> that was the, that was the, that was what was going on. Uh, Have you ever read Nowhere Men? No. Okay. Nowhere Men was an image comic that came out uh, 2014, I want to okay. say. There were only six issues at the time. Okay. So they had one arc, there's one trade paperback, and it is spectacular. Okay. Uh, this guy named Eric Stevenson wrote it. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the name of the illustrator. I, I can't even remember the name of the illustrator. I know Geordie mm-hmm. Belair is the colorist. It was just so dope. It came out of nowhere. It was super cool right? about scientists who are like rock stars. I mean, it,
0: it was so good. First of all, scientists like that are rock stars. It was
1: like this alternate reality in which uh, rock stars aren't that important. Science. Is is super important. And people I'm already are like, interested. They got in like this. posters on their walls. Like kids got posters on their walls oh, of Einstein. their favorite scientists. Like, dang, like, um, and these these this group of scientists is is like the group. They're like the the fab. Four, okay and everybody loves them and obsessed with them they live this huge glam life but they're mm-hmm. scientists mm-hmm. but some the fame gets to some of their heads and they start doing like some weird experiments and man it is so cool six issues come out it is amazing seventh issue i'm waiting for uh they say it gets delayed this is like back in august 14 okay, okay. it gets delayed all right september 4 uh, 2014 mm-hmm. it gets delayed okay Couple months later, it's delayed. It's supposed to come out January of 2015, issue number seven. Right? Delayed. Mm-hmm. Issue seven came out today. A
0: year later? A year and Two some change later? Years later.
1: Two years. And you just Two walked years. in you were like, I just walked in. I didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. I walked in and it was like, yo. It's something that went totally MIA from my life. A piece for, of you just for returned. Two
0: years, the prodigal son of comic books just came back. Is back, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I lost. I,
1: I felt like I was like in a time trip. Like this isn't right. I, I should have known that this, Is this was life? coming Is out. Is this Real? Is this real right now? Uh, so I, I, it, it was it was nuts. My my comic book uh, run over to uh, the shop was delayed. By one day, mm-hmm. and this comic book that had been delayed for two years is finally out. It is in my hands, Octavius. Okay, I'm so excited. It puts be, everything
0: in perspective, huh?
1: Yeah, it really does. So, like I, the whole rest of my stack, I feel bad for the rest of the stack, right? Because Nowhere Men number seven is is the only thing that I care about. My whole heart is right there. So right now, now
0: I have to go back and read No More. Nowhere oh Man. boy, you're gonna like
1: it. You're gonna like it.
0: Okay, so well, let's talk about a couple of things that we decided over the weekend. We decided, I had to get that out. I Good. just, I just had that. That was bursting. No so that problem. Was bursting. So I appreciate you uh, giving me the space. You. This is your space as well. <laughs> we share this space. Yeah. Thank you. No problem.
1: Yeah. What did we talk about this weekend? So,
0: um, we have a couple segments that we're going to add in starting next week. That's right. So we have one segment called "Who Would Win." Yeah, which I feel like is uh, <laughs> self-explanatory. Right, but you should explain it. So, who would win is basically the ultimate geek conversation that you've probably had many, many, many times over. Always. Who would win in the fight? Yeah. So, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to do it every week, but we're going to at least do it next week and see how it goes and see how it feels, see how long it takes. But we're going to start pairing up different characters from geekdom and pop culture not just comics just like pop culture in general and go who'd win the fight and we're just gonna have like a fun conversation about it and well, then, wait okay do we have to take opposing sides i don't know if we have to take opposing sides i think it's more about We're detectives, and we're really getting down to the bottom of this.
1: You're like trying to work every angle on... on,
0: Well, every angle we can within like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like
1: there would be a possibility where somebody... we do a who would win, and you and I are like, oh, yeah, definitely him. Yeah, I agree. And
0: then the internet's going to go, actually, <laughs> that was it. That was all. That was you it. Know? Like, and that's you been another an episode
1: role. of Who Would Win, right. where Octavius and I agree <laughs> on who would win.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's <laughs> going to be fun, because we were talking about doing a poll on Twitter, because they have those polls now, so we can yeah. put up ahead of time like who's going to be on the Who Would Win. So maybe the day before we record, we can put it out there, Yeah. have you guys weigh in and we can say on the show what the poll, who won, you know, where the poll went. And then we can have the conversation.
1: Yeah, you can actually offer a nomination if, if you want to pit two characters together mm-hmm. and and ask, have us have that conversation on air. We can have that conversation based on your nominees. I think I'm going to go for a contrarian approach. Every single time you just say go against me? I think so. I think so. Because okay. I, think, I think there's an exercise in here, which mm-hmm. is, you know. Uh, trying to explore all the angles and also making sure that you and I can have a dialogue in which we disagree. Yes. And it doesn't come to blows. We're not going to come to blows. In which case, we would have to do a who would win. So we're going to talk about <laughs> Octavius who
0: <would> win <laughs> Adam. versus Adam. Right.
1: And I'm just going to go ahead and take the stance, Octavius. Well, hey, you
0: never know. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's the whole point. You can't just can yeah. You know, for all you know, for all I know, you got a utility belt underneath that sweater. That's true. And you have all kinds of equipment there. That's true. You don't know that. I got a.
1: I have a very large sweater on. I got a lot of <laughs>
0: internet you can't see, like it, but he's got some layers on. Bat, batarangs, and stuff poking exactly. into me never from know. under this this sweater. Yeah. So that's one. So we're gonna start that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna do a shared book of the week. Yeah, what's that all about? So basically we ultimately started this podcast because we like the idea of debriefing you know what we're reading so since i am if you read this listen to this podcast you know that i am totally against spoilers yeah i think there's a way to have a conver- how are you going to have a conversation about stuff but not spoil the stuff yeah you announce the stuff yeah you know so yeah. what we'll do is we'll pick a shared book you guys can all read it or not read it, or fast forward, or whatever. But you know, every week we're going to have a book that we've all read, and we're going to spend a couple minutes talking about that, debriefing that, chopping that up.
1: Uh, you thinking a trade paperback? You you want to tackle like a, a volume of trade paperback?
0: I was thinking something think floppy. Flower. like yeah. something that's actually coming out. You know? Oh, oh once yeah,
1: a month. yeah. I would be into that, I'll so be that very everybody that. can
0: you know. Because my whole thing is at any given point, I'd like someone to be able to walk into this place and go, "Hey, you got Captain Marvel one." You yeah. know, these these weird guys I listen to on this podcast are talking about it, and I just yeah. want to grab it,
1: you know? I'll make a recommendation. Okay. Nowhere Men 7.
0: So we all have to read Nowhere Men <laughs> 1, through, One six. through 6.
1: Problem here is, if this is the thing. The, the reason I'm making this recommendation is really just because I want to commiserate. Because I have spent two years of my life not having any more Nowhere Men to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's no new stuff until right now, until yesterday. Uh... So you get to a point where you hit a wall and you, it's, there's nothing else. Okay. So I don't want to I don't want to drag people into that whirlpool of sorrow that I've been experiencing. I do want to drag people into that whirlpool of sorrow. Just come come bathe with me in that sadness and that emptiness. I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm but, losing
0: it. <laughs> I'm losing it. But what I will say is I'd be happy to read nowhere men 1 through 6 and yeah. then get to 7. So, homework um if you got the money, because I mean, you know, six, com- six, seven comic books might be a lot for somebody, but what
1: uh, image does their trade paperbacks? Their first volume is nine ninety nine, ten bucks. And, and also, guess what?
0: Guess what? Internet coming close, coming close. Real lean quick. lean in. This is a podcast. <laughs> you can press pause. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You can skip to the next
1: one. We don't recommend pressing pause or skipping over any of our like high quality. This content. is gold. Yeah but if you have to we understand but if you have to that's true i'm excited for that i'm excited for those features um because i think one of my favorite parts of reading comics is having conversations about the issues Mm -hmm. um which is one of the things that i'm excited for us to do today actually so we can talk some secret wars
0: Uh, okay so i had homework last time and i read secret this secret wars one through nine yeah over the past week you want to just get into this now yeah, yeah. Why well, hold back? Because okay. Secret Wars.
1: There's another. That's that's a uh, an event in Marvel that has been delayed and delayed and delayed. Uh, John John Hickman wrote Secret Wars, uh, the core storyline, and it was originally supposed to be only eight issues, and then they decided it was going to be nine issues. Thank God they decided it was going to be an additional issue. I don't I know what stop at eight. I don't know what it would have been like if they could only do eight. Uh, and it's rare that they would say like, "Oh, okay. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna add that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna bump up the count." Uh, so if you look at the old issues, it said like number one of eight. Oh. But at a certain point, they decided I'm not gonna be able to wrap this in eight. Right. Uh, this is, Secret Wars is the the core storyline in Marvel's reinvention. Yes. Um, you think you're able? You think you're capable of doing like a uh, a really brief synopsis of what it means because there's a lot going on in secret wars and and i'll say i think the point the result is to make it so comics are easier to understand mm-hmm. but the uh the convergence of all these like things that make secret wars the storyline
0: happen man that is
1: deeply confusing
0: all right so here here we go so here's what i think here's what i say we do because secret wars is a lot. Yes, it is. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of backstory. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And I want to assume that people listening to this might not know the relationship between Reed Richards and doom. Sure. You know? Yeah. So without, um, spoiling anything, let's just call it right now. Spoilers. Yeah. We're about to talk about secret wars. If you don't want to talk about this, if you don't want to hear about this, you can pause, skip over it go read it, come back, skip to the next podcast, go to the one before whatever. Yeah. Um but we're about to do that. We are over the spoiler wall. Boom. Now, okay. Adam, you have the history with this. You have the history with Hick- Hickman. Yeah. I don't. Now, after reading it, I got stuff to say. I got opinions, yeah. I got perspectives about what he's trying to say and where he's trying to go, but can you give us like a 60-second shot clock? You know, kind of overview of what the heck are we even talking about right now? Okay, sixty-second
1: shot clock. Uh, The the meta background is Marvel has a lot of different universes. The six one six is their standard universe. The Ultimate Universe. They have a ton of different universes where different characters live. Infinite amount of realities Mm -hmm. where they can do different stories. They understand that that's a little difficult and intimidating for uh, new any reader really, and especially new fans, because a lot of new fans are made after watching the movies, and they say, yo, I want to learn about Ant-Man, but wait, why are there three different Ant-Men? And yo, I want to read about uh, uh, Captain America, but wait, why is he black in the comics? Who's Sam Wilson? I thought he was Falcon. There's a lot of stuff going on that kind of gets in the way of being able to just approach it Mm -hmm. easily. So Marvel's answer was, they do an event in which every single universe... Is converging into one place and they get smashed together and they form one world called battle world right and John Hickman the the author uh, uh, Behind the core storyline the secret war storyline in which this is all culminating. He's been working on this plot line for Many 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 many, many years. Mm-hmm. I mean we're talking like five years ago He's been putting breadcrumbs into his run on fantastic four but he's been working the slow game on this and it's cool. And it, now it's finally paying off. So battle world is all of these worlds are smashing into one another. One, basically one or technically two people decide they know how they're, they're going to save reality. Yeah. That's Victor Von doom. Who's a bad guy. Usually basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, molecule man who's, you know, he was in previous Secret Wars books because Secret Wars was an event in the 80s originally. Right. And that that event, by the way, was only made so they can sell action figures. And I, that is not hyperbole. That is true. Uh, I think it was Mattel... And Marvel teamed up, and they said, "How can we sell you know more stuff?" They right. said, "How about we have an event in which everybody fights everybody?" Mm-hmm. Because Mattel wanted to package action figures uh, where you would have like Captain America versus uh, another good guy uh, right. versus Spider Man, but you would never do that. Yeah, like that that ca- that setup doesn't make sense. But they want to sell more action figures because mm-hmm. they can sell that for more money. Yeah, uh, so they smash everybody on this planet. And they say, yo, it's Battle World. Uh, fight each other. Just, you know, for fun. Go for it. And they, the whole idea was sell figures. So it's kind of funny that they're returning to that. And the point was the result of who wins Battle World in this current run on Secret Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the result of that would be the new status quo, which would be, technically speaking, hopefully, a more approachable Marvel comic universe.
0: Which makes a lot of sense, actually, because. We know that comics, specifically, and geek culture, we're not the most welcoming. No. We're not the most patient. Yeah. And here, let me walk you through this. Let me take you through this. And like I was even talking to my wife. Let me tell you a funny story real quick. I gave her Miss Marvel number one because my wife's like, okay, I'm going to read a comic book with you, Uh Miss Marvel. So I gave her number one. She was like, how's this number one? And that's said, a fair, that's a
1: fair question. Look,
0: she, her, she was like, "How is this number one? We I thought they were on like twelve or something." And I'm like, "Well, they restarted it." She was like, "What do you mean they restarted it?" Yeah. Like I mean, she's legitimately. I'm not not trying to be difficult. She's like, "I don't understand." Yeah. How do we go back to number one? Like this just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And then they, it, it, I mean, what was your response? What do you say? Response was frustration honestly (laughs) and i'm keeping real with you i was like oh my gosh it's just number one just read it (laughs) you know but she was like okay but i just like what how do we go back to number one is this is somebody different like she you know but i i i kind of had to stop and go wait she doesn't understand yeah she's right you know like this is this is new to her this she doesn't understand how do you go from 17 to one yeah so i said well look at it like a season. Look at it like a chapter. Yeah. You know, this is the same character, but they're now telling a different story. So, you know, you have Scandal Season 1, mm-hmm. Episode 1, mm-hmm. and you have Scandal Season 5, Episode 1. Oh, she had one of those moments. Yeah. But I think that's smart because no one wants to come in at issue number 27. No, it's really difficult to do that. So, if you reboot everything, restart everything, and kind of make it on a common plane then we can all kind of have a jumping on point. Yeah. And it, I think that was the, that's the,
1: the intent behind Secret Wars was let's take every universe we've ever made, destroy them, and then make everybody duke it out and whatever happens after that, that's just the new normal. Mm-hmm. And that way, they, they kind of like the thing is, Marvel kept saying it's not, we're not rebooting, we're not rebooting, we're not rebooting. They' were really adamant about that, because they say they're very proud of their history, they don't want to erase stuff.
0: Sure. So they I had to come that.
1: up with a, a way to respect their history without destroying it, within the story. And say there's a new beginning. Yes. So Victor Von Doom uh, gets all wild with power. And he creates Battle World. And if you've read Secret Wars, you're listening to this now. And we're in spoiler territory. Mm -hmm. And you're still listening to this now. So I feel like we can jump ahead a bunch of issues. Yes. And deal with number nine, the conclusion. Yeah, get to the point. All right,
0: so the conclusion.
1: Uh, Where do I even start?
0: Well, first of all. Let's talk about some of the themes. Yeah, in this please, book. please. So a couple of themes that jump out to me because remember, I what have do you a, notice from this? Like over God, throughout, God, 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 God. Everybody God. refers to Doom as as God. So God Doom. Remember, I, I, we, were, we were texting back and forth, and I was saying like I have a bunch of thoughts. I have a lot of interesting thoughts, and yeah. I thought it was interesting how the concept of God, a God, yeah, and God fighting or battling or, and it just like, what a puny God. That's yeah. what I walked away with. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, what kind of God is arguing and fighting and debating and going back? It's just like, I just don't, like, that's not, when I think of God, I think of omnipresent, all-powerful, yeah. all-knowing, good, perfect you know what I mean? Um, like holy and when I absolute, absolute. There's no debate. Yeah. Like all of his foes will be thwarted, defeated. Now, if he chooses to do X, Y, and Z, but I saw and I'm reading this and I'm like, I'm really like, what kind of God? Like everybody questioning doom. Yeah. Everybody challenging doom. You know what I mean? Doom yeah. is almost—he's almost lazy. Yeah. You know he's got to, What do you think about that? Well, that, I think, that was the—that was the big theme that I walked away with. Like, because this is all about—this is all about—if you give this guy the power of God. Yeah what kind of person are you? You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to jump ahead too far, but we have that Reed Richards moment, and it's kind of like, if you gave me the power, you know what I'm saying? I just thought it was interesting, this idea of a finite, a non-God giving him godly power, what would he do? I love that you bring this up,
1: because I think, I, I, I want to appreciate Secret Wars, this event, as what it is, which is, a creation story mm-hmm. and i think That's, wow i didn't even think we'd like, yeah at and and i think i think the the conclusion issue number nine really confirms that for me because this was billed as the ending of the world mm-hmm. and when john hickman first started this this run he was doing this in avengers and new avengers uh way 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 back mm-hmm. um preceding this event the whole idea, the through line there is Reed Richards starts uh, th- th- his issues of New uh, Avengers. Reed Richards starts by saying everything dies. Hmm. And so it's basically about this cataclysmic oh, that's why that, state that kept coming up. Yeah, exactly. This cataclysmic event. That he knows is coming and Reed trying to come to terms with the idea that everything dies. Mm -hmm. At some point in time, everything himself included, Mm. his family, his world, Mm -hmm. everything dies. Yeah. It, you know, it was really dark, it was very dour. I really liked the run on New Avengers because of the way Hickman explores the Illuminati and T'Challa, and, and and like a lot of really exciting things happen in there. Mm-hmm. But it was real somber. T'Challa's
0: the Black Panther, by the way.
1: Yeah, T'Challa, uh, Black Panther, the, the King of Wakanda, who is a, a very important character. When are we going
0: to Wakanda, by the way?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a group on, okay, yeah, if you want to go, okay. Just okay. like for a short period of time. We could probably go there when uh Ryan Coogler goes when he's uh my man. When he's researching Wakanda for his uh upcoming film. Right. Creed two.
0: <laughs> 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 I did not see that one coming. No, that caught no, me off no. guard. I was, you thought he was gonna zig, but it's <laughs> I
1: was, yeah, you did. I uh I I I really loved John Hickman's run on New Avengers, but it was real. It was sad stuff. And uh, what I love about Secret Wars, especially in the conclusion, is the confirmation that this is not a destruction story. Mm -hmm. This is not a story about the end, which I think a lot of people expected. Uh, It was about the beginning, and when when Reed fights doom at the end you know these guys are they're always the opposite of one another they're always locked in battle they are the most classic marvel hero villain uh and probably the most fantastic no pun intended uh but you got one but i got one probably the most fantastic examples of hero versus villain right i mean doom wears a like a crazy Cloak and uh, a metal mask on his face and stuff. You, you don't get more villainous than that
0: look. Definitely look like a bad guy. Uh,
1: so instead of saying, "Yeah, everything is destroyed," and we're just like, "Wait for hope or whatever," or, or wait until the next thing happens, Reed, Reed's big revelation is that no, 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 it's not true. Well, it, it's it. It doesn't matter that everything dies. What matters is the way that you perceive that truth, mm-hmm. and the way that you react to it, or the way that you respond to it. And he comes to terms with that, and he decides everything lives. That's exci- That's the exciting moment. Mm-hmm. Like, what an incredible reality is it that everything at all, everything lives. Everything lives. Tell me more about the everything infinite lives. possibilities. What's that mean? So, like, and it's nothing can end unless it has begun. Okay. And nothing can die unless oh. it has lived. Oh. And so okay. we're talking the, on a very epic scale, you know, glass half full, glass half empty right. sort of situation. And I think Reed spent a lot of time trying to figure out how he was going to come to terms with the fact that he will be dead. Yeah. And his work is, quote, unquote, all for naught. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, all the times that I tried to save the world, well, I can't always save it. Yeah. But the and thing it's is, inter-
0: it's, it's interesting because this whole idea of saving the world is a God yeah. mentality. So yeah. in a way, it's like all these times I tried to be God, ultimately I can't. Yeah. I can't be. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's a, that's a, that's a hard thing to wrap your mind around. It may seem simple in saying, are you God? No. You know, but practically, I think there's a level to where if you're if you're can you imagine, God forbid, a, a significant other dying, you would do anything you could to stop that from happening. Yeah. And the reason why you have a hard time wrapping your mind around it is because you go, well, I'm not God. I'm not all powerful. I'm not. At the end of the day, it's not my say. It's someone else's say. You know, now we can do medicine and we can do all kinds of stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, yeah. And Reed, I mean, in in Secret Wars, Reed Richards
1: has to deal with the fact that he lost his family. Like, he lost the love of his life. And there's nothing he can do about it. He lost. Uh, his His kids he lost everything, yeah, and then when he finds himself in battle world, in which doom has created himself as a god, mm-hmm. and the world based on. His the way he sees that it exactly. Yeah. He sees that Doom has banished the possibility of Reed Richards existing. There is no Reed Richards. He took his family away right. from him, brainwashed them, and said, "Like I'm God. You've always been with me. Yeah, you're part of this like holy thing that I've created. You're right. protected all the time.
0: Yeah, Reed you're Richards. Who's that? Nobody knows who that yeah. is. Yeah,
1: right. And I I thought it was really fascinating when Reed and Doom lock into battle. And they're, they're, they're like spitting at each other saying like, you always thought this about me. I, you always thought this about me back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Reed says, it's not that I thought I was better than you. I always thought that you were better than you.
0: Mm-hmm. You I were, thought that you could do better.
1: Yeah. You had opportunity to be a better person than you've actually been. Right. And that's, what's disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really fascinating moment. Like, yo, he's. Reed Richards is operating from a place of having too much faith in someone like
0: you, i you should be better than you are you're too smart for this you that's a hard thing powerful to deal with. for this that's a hard thing to deal with because we all see that those scenarios where we want more for somebody yeah. or we see more potential in that person than they actually are you know living up to, yeah. And it could almost make you enemies with that person. And
1: Reed is a scientist. I mean, he, you got to imagine with his brain, he sees the talent that Victor Von Doom
0: has, and he sees the way that it's squandered. But you can also imagine Doom's perspective going, "Shut up, yeah, get out my face. Leave me alone. Yeah, like, I'm doing me. Like, let me do my thing. I'm not here to please you or like, you know, get your approval.
1: Yeah." So there are a few major revelations from that that huge conflict ending in Secret Wars. Uh, One of them is now Reed Richards and his whole family, uh, his kids and and his wife, and um, they've... just separated themselves from the entire Marvel universe. Right. They like quote unquote survive battle world mm-hmm. and they are no longer a part of the active Marvel universe. They are now creators. Yeah. So, uh, Franklin Richards, uh, Reed and Susan's son is going to come up with these ideas like, Oh, I'll just make up this, this crazy idea for a yeah. universe. Yeah. And then the molecule man will make it make it real Mm -hmm. like oh cool that's an idea we'll make a new world together
0: he kind of anchors it down i think they said right yeah
1: yeah right and i I like that idea because what that suggests is it can't be one creator it's a family and they rely on each other to do this together and that's a new kind of creation story for me Mm -hmm. in the in the notion that it's not just Uh, One God
0: It's a group of people Whose love together Makes a world Well I think it's interesting When you go to God And when you go to Creator Mm -hmm. Or you create an environment You create a situation Because There's a couple ways Of looking at it For me I believe There is one God Mm -hmm. I mean at the end of the day That's what I believe Now I understand That some people don't believe that And that's fine But this is what I believe Yeah sure Now I also believe that when you're creating a family, I grew up with a single parent home. Yeah. Just having only my mom, that was lopsided. Yeah. That was weird. There were other pieces that we needed that weren't there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom wasn't God, she wasn't all powerful, she wasn't perfect, she wasn't able to give me everything that I needed. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at Reed and Sue Richards and the family, I look at that as a family that's working together to make something great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Now, in the storytelling, at the end of the day, you get what you get out of the story. Yeah, of course. You know, but what I walked away with, which is like, you know, I look at, like, I think that's how God, to a certain extent, what I believe intended it, to husband, working hard, and, you know, even as a leader, and his wife is supporting, helping, and they're like... um, they're like, um, co-heirs, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're king and queen of this kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And they have their children and they're nurturing and they're developing and they're nurturing the creativity of their son and their daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's of course what resonates with you is kind of what's in you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. But that's what bounced off of me. It's kind of like not, oh, there's five gods. No, that's not what it is. To me, it's more like, look, what's possible. Yeah. Because this is the family of Marvel. Yeah. You know, look what's possible when your family is is in line. When, you know, because if you see Doom, and, and and also it's funny, if you look at Doom as the leader, father, you know, it's, it's a freaking mess. Yeah. You know, you got 616 smashed in, what is it, 1610? Yeah. You know, and then you got, he's over here banishing people, and he's over here got the freaking zombies that are just like, you know what he had I mean? They hear
1: the whole police state of Thor. Uh, like yeah. ev- all the Thors were like I- effectively the world police. Yeah. Who just do his bidding without it's very asking.
0: Interesting. It's very interesting to see in like, like t- if anything to me, that's kind of like, here's a dysfunctional family. He's lying to his daughter. His daughter's like, yo pop, but some don't th- look, you're asking too many questions. Am I your father? Yes. Do you trust me? Yes. Just do what I said. Do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And she's like, oh, okay, but it's hard for me to turn my brain off. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? And not think about it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I walked away with. But also the God thing as well is like, man, I don't know no God who's, you know, yeah. arguing.
1: That's, you know, what that that brings up, I think, an interesting conversation. Maybe even one that we have to pocket and save for another day. But I'll pop this out here so so we can chew on it for a little while. God, as you believe in in our world, in our existence, Mm -hmm. right here, you and I speaking to one another, does God exist in the Marvel Universe? Huh? Say again. Is God in the Marvel Universe? I don't feel like I understand. The Marvel Universe. Is there a God? Sam Wilson, when he prays at night, if he does... Is there a God in the Marvel Universe? Because well, I want to say, I'm pretty sure that our our heroes and, and villains in that universe have met every all-powerful deity ever. They they just keep coming up with new ones. Right. The Beyonder, uh, the Watcher, uh, the Creators, Molecule Man. Mm. Doom, I mean, like you usually list them forever and ever, yeah. right? Uh, God that you believe in is that God written in the pages, existing in... In that fictional universe
0: Well when I say God I'm talking about Christianity I'm talking about You know Jesus I'm yeah. talking about the Trinity I'm talking about that I'm talking right. about that Right. So I don't see that In the Marvel universe Yeah. Um, but here's interest, here's What's interesting I think it's possible Truth okay truth Stands outside of your Opinion about it truth does not need your approval To be true you know, so at the end of the day, truth can stand alone by itself and be truth if nobody ever acknowledges it. Mm-hmm. now it's possible to call something true and it'd be a lie
1: that okay that's a brain twist so
0: it's possible to go this is true, and the whole group says it's true, and they're all wrong, okay, yeah, sure, and sure, truth sure, sure, is sure. over here around the corner going, y'all are all wrong, you don't know I'm here, but Whatever. Sure. So it's possible to go, this is God, and be, wrong as two left shoes. Yeah. So it's interesting enough that I see in comic books, and I see in Marvel specifically, I see a lot of people calling things God. Yeah. And I go, that's not God. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I know this is a comic book, and, you know, like, so I'm not, this is not the, this is not biblical truth. Like, that's not what I'm doing. Of course, of course. But there's a, there's a level to where I'm going, hmm, interesting. You guys are calling this thing God, lowercase g. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When I say God, it's uppercase G, and it's like there's no. There, when I think about God, mm. there is no debate. I keep saying that there's no argument. Now he he, whatever you want to call it, may be gracious, may be merciful, may be kind, may stoop down to have a discussion with you. Yes. But at the end of the day, he's doing you a favor. Okay, you you your arms are too short this box with God. So I don't see a character. In in Marvel, that's like that's truly like. He steps on the scene. Everybody bows the knee and goes, "It's over, it's over." Yeah, the God I'm talking about. If he were to show up, everyone knows. Yeah, there's no. Is this God? It's kind of like get on your face. Yeah, (laughs) it's over. (laughs) Yeah, whatever this character says, do it or else. Uh I don't see a character like that. There's always like. Like, even the Hulk came up. You know, that the Hulk, whatever his name was, like, with the beard. Yeah. He rolled up, and he was like, if I wanted your throat, he's like, are you trying to challenge me? And he's like, first of all, Doom, if I wanted your spot, I'd take it. Yeah. I'm like, why are y'all calling this clown God? Yeah. If you can take his spot, that ain't God. You know what I mean? So Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, I mean it, was, it seems like it was sort of an approximation of God because Doom was capable of doing, he, he, it was his Amazing world things. that he created yeah. and therefore he could Ooh. warp physics. I just and had a- so he was like a, a demigod mm. or like the closest that anybody would come to know. But yeah, there were a lot of people who doubted his, his abilities, his reign, his, his, uh, his, his survival. In that station,
0: in that mm. role, right? And I guess maybe doubt does not equate a lack of godliness. Sure, because people doubt God, God's creators. I mean, the people who are like nobody created anything; it just it just popped out of nowhere, and yeah. that's a whole worldview. But the well, point that you just made, or something you just said, that made me think of a point is how we—I'm about to make up a word—godify creators. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, look what you can do. He's a god. Sure. And it's kind of like, just because you can do cool stuff don't make you god. God is... Yeah.
1: Something else. But, you know, it's like when you, when you have no way of explaining what you just saw, mm. you have no way. Yeah. I think as, as humans, as people, we, we try as hard as we can to just come, uh, well, how did that, what is that? What was that? Yeah. And when it is that level of magnitude, when it is that incredible, when mm-hmm. it is that unexplainable, it's definitely not um, surprising to me that somebody would go out of their way to say, like, yeah. you were the God or something like it.
0: Yeah, and Something I guess close. that makes sense. I guess I mean I can put myself in the shoes, like we. You can imagine going and bringing different places to indigenous people. Yeah, cargo and, cults, and, and
1: they being like, "Whoa, cargo cults!" In 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 World War Two, uh, we occupied uh, these like Polynesian islands. And it, like the Pacific theater of war, and we brought all of our supplies. We, bought, uh, we brought planes. We brought medicine, all these things. And the indigenous people on those islands saw us and thought like, yo, where did all this stuff come from? Right. And they, their entire lives were changed mm-hmm. by the medicine, by the technology, mm-hmm. the language, the names, the rituals, everything they were exposed to that came from nowhere. Yeah. Just uh, pop up on the scene. And then the war's over. We ship out, we take all that stuff away, and now you have all these people on the islands who are thinking their lives are changed, and those things were taken away from them. and What do they do to try to bring those things back? They only can do the things that they know how to do. Mm-hmm. They build an effigy that looks like an airplane out of sticks and bramble. Mm. They stand where the, the, uh, uh, the like airfield was, they stand where the airfield was, and they do these ritualistic dances that look like uh, an air traffic controller. Right. Because that's what they saw. And they have this idea that those things are going to come back. I, I, I shit you not, they, these people actually started actively worshipping a, a new series of gods, and the name the names of those gods were just white people's names. Hmm. It was like John Goodman. Because those were the people that they were seeing who brought these good things with Hmm. them. And they thought maybe there's going to be a way to pray to John Goodman and bring that stuff. Uh, I just realized I was saying John Goodman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right now, that's a side. That's a whole other side. I but thought they, it was on purpose. But they uh, they thought all that stuff was going to come back to them. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't they? That's what they they were doing. What they know. Yeah. But only because they didn't know the context, they didn't understand the substance, they didn't understand the history or Mm -hmm. background, the reasons why those things came to them in the first place, because they weren't even a part of that. They weren't a part of that theater of war. Mm -hmm. So they did everything that they could. I see that in in my industry, in my professional, my my day job. You and I are not having conversations about comic books. uh, I see that kind of behavior in people, Right now in the United States, all over the world, in the modern world, who try to build something like what I have here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like Indy Hall, mm-hmm. without knowing context, background, history, substance, and what they end up doing is making something that's basically an effigy of a community. They make yeah. It's not real. They make a false idol so to speak. Cargo cults. That mm-hmm. is a real thing. So I think that is the that's the kind of thing that takes place in the Marvel U where, mm. you know, it's not surprising to me that a character would see some great power displayed sure. yeah. and try as hard as hell as they can to explain it. Like,
0: And it makes sense because, you know, when you're looking at this universe and they're doing all these crazy things. And if you're trying to make these represent the people, you know, yeah. around right now, how would they respond? Yeah. It would be legitimate. You would have people worship Superman as a god. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I I guess the point that I'm making is that if everybody can do this, then they're not a god. Yeah. You know, I'm just, it's just, it's just rightly defining things. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that, um, well, what am I saying? I'm saying that, you know, I think it's interesting how awesomeness oftentimes equates godliness. Yeah. When I think... I'm coming to the point where it's like awesomeness doesn't equate godliness. It's just something that we're, we're able to do in different kinds of ways. Yeah. So, and yeah. man, you know what, Adam? We have some deep conversations about geek stuff. Yo, did you ever think that we were sitting down <laughs> talking about God and worldview and all kinds of stuff from Dr. Doom? Yeah. No, but Did I ever think about it? No.
1: And even when I'm reading Secret Wars... Just like flipping through the pages and reading the panels, no, I'm not thinking about that. Right. But after I sit down with it and you know, I engage in a conversation with you about this kind of thing, I think, okay, 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 this is a jumping off point. This is a platform for a conversation yeah. I haven't even approached before. Right. And I think it's exciting to see within this fictional universe that I have so much love for, uh, th- that that we have we've been witness to a. New kind of creation story, yeah, like one that we haven 't seen before, and there are all kinds of creation stories exactly there yeah. there 's so many for so many Origin like all, stories. all religions will. of the world, all cultures all all people, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it 's fun to be able to to sit back and and, and look at this as that, and uh, i 'm excited about it because um, you know to, to put a cap on it uh, the the ending of this particular creation story, the ending of secret wars. Issue number nine is Reed and his family has made a new series of worlds and they've turned around and decided to do not what Victor Von Doom did. Right. Doom assumed that responsibility by uh, erasing the people he didn't like. They, Reed Richards makes Doom come back
0: and fixes his face. He actually, it's like, it's funny. Like he doesn't curse him. He blesses him. Yeah. He says it's, it, it felt like forgiveness. It was like, It's grace. It's all good. That's great. The definition of grace is, so mercy is not giving someone what they deserve. Yeah. So you do wrong. You deserve wrong. I'm not going to give you what you deserve. Yeah. Grace is not only am I not going to give you what you deserve, but I'm going to give you something good. Yeah. Yeah. So Reed was actually gracious to this guy.
1: If there's another issue, uh, if if there's a like an issue of Doom, if he gets a comic book coming out now, mm-hmm. I can't wait until like first panel of that that Victor Von Doom number one. Uh, he like spills hot coffee on his face, burns his face <laughs> off. They're like ah, oh,
0: damn, I it. did it again. Ah,
1: oh, come on, they gotta do Secret Wars again. And Reed is up there, like watching from the stars. He's, He's like, like you got, I, hey, you gotta
0: be kidding me! I can't do this. You, gotta, you gotta be kidding
1: me! Yeah, I I'm excited do- for that. Yeah, because everything is cyclical, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about this. Um, moving into our books of the. Uh, pull this Yeah Let's talk about What you're excited What books you're excited about That are coming from This new reboot Where do we go from here With Marvel uh,
1: from, the, from the reboot So uh, all Marvel books Now are rebooting If they haven't already done it Secret Wars was right. delayed So long That some of these books Are already out Right The new number one Just like you said Your wife was Reading Miss Marvel New number one Right and that's, that's It's restarted And it is now In a like Post Secret Wars Era Yes But there's still many universes. They're just brand new. So, uh, of my pull list that I'm looking at actually right now, I've two of them coming from uh, the new Marvel universe. Uh, One of them is Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat. Mm -hmm. Have you checked out the first one of this? I haven't. Uh, This is issue number two. Very good. Uh, Kate Leth is uh, uh, behind the 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 writing for this one, and Patsy Walker is uh, She Hulk's like best friend. She's Patsy Walker is interesting. She shows up in, um, in the, the Netflix Jones. series, Jessica Jones, which is interesting because in that story, Jessica Jones was originally, in the comic books, friends with Captain Marvel, Carol mm-hmm. Danvers, mm-hmm. but Marvel like, went a different direction for the show. So Patsy's there. She's a really cool superhero that I'm really excited about. Uh, Kate Leth is a crazy funny writer. Really, really good. The artwork's terrific. So I'm excited about Hellcat. And I love the first issue, and issue two is out today. Mm-hmm. I also picked up an X-book. X-Men? I I, I kind of told myself I
0: was done with X-Men. Well, I think Marvel's kind of done with
1: X-Men. And- yeah, and so I was feeling that way, like, okay, if they're going to dump it, then I will too. But... Uh, Jeff Lemire is writing Extraordinary X-Men. There are a lot of X-Books out right now, and I had a hard time figuring out which one I should get. So I went into the shop today and asked the guys behind the counter, of all these books, which one would you recommend? And both of them said, uh, at the same time, Extraordinary X-Men. So I, I went back. They're on issue four now. I just picked up issue number one today. Old Man Logan is a part of this squad. Old Man Logan's my dude. Old Man Logan and Young Jean Grey... And Storm and Ice Man and Matt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Young John, uh, Young John Gray. I'm I'm excited for it. So I, I guess I'm I'm getting dragged back into that. The hey man, if
0: you're having fun, world, go for it.
1: And then the other books I picked up are not uh, the new, all new, all different uh, post Secret War stuff. But uh, tell me anyway. Brian Azarello has a new book out today. Uh, it's called American Monster. Can I tell you? I don't know anything about it. Did you read it yet? Nope. Okay. Uh, the cover looks interesting. Brian Azzarello is, is a writer that I love very much. He's uh, co-writing Dark Knight 3 oh, yeah. right now. Speaking
0: uh, of which, yeah. we saw inside of Batman... Oh, yeah. Well, let me just dive into my... Uh, what? I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, oh,
1: and of course, uh, Nowhere Man number seven, duh. So, on my pull list, yeah, I've what's got in yours?
0: Silver Surfer number one. Dan Slot. Yeah, so first of all, the artwork looks like I'm on drugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> it
1: looks like I'm on drugs. But let me ask you this Have you read Silver Surfer before? No. This is the first time you picked it up. Yes. Why did you pick up this issue?
0: Um, Because I was, truth be told, because of Secret Wars. Mm. And I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. You know, I really was like, I think that it actually did its job. It's like, okay, you rebooted this universe, now what? Yeah. So, I saw this as an opportunity to jump on some stuff. I heard good things about Silver Surfer, and the artwork looked really dope. Yeah. Really, that's really what it came down to. Yeah. Um, Because... We'll talk about this more at another time, um, but Marvel and DC, I feel a certain type of way about my enjoyment level of the brand Marvel and DC. Now, particular yeah. characters, I feel differently. But the amount of joy I get from Marvel versus the joy I get from DC versus image, we should probably talk about that one day. Yeah. But anyway, um, Silver Surfer, the artwork will look really dope. Yeah. And Number One, the story was really interesting oh yeah i don't want to spoil it. read it, but it's interesting. look on art and culture, okay, so, cool,
1: that was really good this is like this is surfer like cruising around the space
0: he 's got a buddy now right he 's got a home slice, yeah, and, you know, they go back to earth for a little bit and they have a situation, but it does have old timey kind of like. You know, G. Williker's kind of, like, writing.
1: Yeah, yeah, was, you said that. Which I that. thought was cool.
0: I yeah, thought that was maybe
1: kind of a little refreshing, right? Yeah,
0: because it's not dark. Yeah. You know, which is, a, I don't mind dark. I mean, Batman's my favorite, so I don't mind dark. Sure, but, sure, sure. Yeah. But you so, got to break it up. Yeah. So we got Captain Marvel number one. Captain Marvel is now on my pull list. Yeah. Moving
1: forward. Carol Danvers. Carol,
0: I, I, I like her. She's cool. She says, she says, um... What did she say? Hold on. I want to I quote it properly. I'm going to open it up.
1: Oh, he's, he's, he's pulling the issue out of, real the, quick. of the, the board in the back. Um, he's flipping through the pages what she right say? now.
0: She goes, she says, it's not that I'm a violent person. It's just that some things really, really need punching. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, Carol. <laughs> you I, and me going to get along.
1: I, I do like that. I do I like that. that. That's good.
0: Some things really need punching.
1: That looks nice. I love the cover on that book.
0: Oh, yeah. This, I mean, the artwork. I'm, ever since I was a little kid, the artwork drew me in. Yeah. I'd be like, yo. But this is just something I wanted to check out. Um, I got Miss Marvel number three. Kamala Khan. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get my wife actually into a story. Is she into it? Is she like, did she dig the first two? It's so funny. Like, I gave her the comic book, and she opened it up, and she's like folding it. I'm like, don't fold it. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And she's like eating and stuff. And she's like, like rolling it into a you tube. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, read, me the, read it to me. I was like, wife, I'm not going to read you the comic book. Yeah. You read it and then we talk about it. Have you ever tried to do that, by the way? Cause- I have because she's asked me to read her. She's like, I like it more when you read it to me. I said, you have to see the picture. She's like, I like, the vi- I like to imagine. And then you're like,
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Whoosh. Okay, Thor puts her hammer in the air. All right, it says, Krakow. Krakow. (laughs) And, like, you should just look at it.
0: Just just like, no, 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 keep going. Like, oh, man. (laughs) But, you know? Love. Yeah. Love. Um, So, um, is that Tokyo Ghost? This is Tokyo Ghost. Ooh. Uh, Number five. Okay. Really interesting, like, look at. Hmm. Maybe this should be one of our books of the week. Do you read this? Not yet, but I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's actually got some interesting stuff. So I'm going to skip past this. Yeah. Batman. I... How far away are, How far back are you on Batman? It's been a little while since I've picked up Batman. Um,
1: I I really was a fan of it. I know I I have a, a general idea of what's going on now. Like Jim Gordon is still Batman. Yes. Yes. Bruce Wayne has like amnesia or something. Something. Uh, and we got is. a uh,
0: we got a nemesis cruising around, and he's like a sunflower. There was great stuff in this issue talking about. The systemic issues that are going on in urban cities. Ooh. Okay. Just like the, the commentary that Mr. Bloom is discussed that's the villain that what he's talking about and the issues and he uses this analogy of like a garden and gotham like i was like please tell me you've read this because i want to talk about this
1: okay i'm i'm gonna need to catch up because i i know that i'm a handful of issues behind on that one and you know i'll tell you part of the reason why i am is because i know i have no doubt those issues are going to sell whether or not i pick up the floppies so yeah. I don't have any shame in waiting for the trade. You know, Batman is Batman is Batman. They're, they're, it's going to be okay. ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So I was thinking, I'll, I'll wait it out. I'll let that whole, that whole arc solidify, and then I'll read it in one. But you're, you're enticing me now. Maybe yeah. I need to get back.
0: Really interesting commentary. But okay. I'm looking through the comic, and I see something that says, that? Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Uncover the event that ended Batman's war on crime. By who? Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello, art by John Romita Jr. and Bill Sinkowitz. Wait, yeah, because I, I wasn't going to be able to say it. <laughs> it comes out in February 2016. And I was like, what? So, so okay, here we go. A 64-page prestige format one-shot set before the events of The Dark Knight Returns. I don't Did you know about this? I the, the, when you texted me about
1: this, you, Octavia sent me a photo of that advertisement yesterday, last night. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. And I didn't. I didn't know there was a prequel coming. I didn't know Azarello and Frank Miller were. I. I had no idea that was happening. Either I have not been paying attention to the right sources, which is probably true. I
0: hadn't heard of it either.
1: But what? I feel Not like nope. there would be more of a I'm on racket. Comic book. I'm on comicbook.com all the time. And you were a Batman guy. Like, you would know. Pleasant uh, surprise. I'm in. Okay, I'm excited. That's February? February. And it says it's a
0: one-shot. One-shot. 64 pages. So
1: it's just one giant graphic novel, and then Prestige format. What's that's... Prestige format? Is that hardcover? Uh, Floppy something? Maybe it'll be bigger i don't know what is i don't know i'm buying it at? i don't know it doesn't matter they got my money why money.
0: are you even asking it doesn't, matter. <laughs> it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah so that's my that's my pull list um yeah yeah so short show to short, short, short show this week. short show show today <laughs> uh but uh
1: we, we'll get i think get back to a regular length uh next week um i we got to pick a book to read for uh, our, our like shared reading. Okay, I'm excited for that. So we'll grab one for the next time that we do it. Uh, Are we
0: doing Nowhere Men? Do you want?
1: Seven? I mean, I was joking. I didn't want people. Oh, you're back. not. Okay, yeah, you're right. Because that's a lot to read. Because there's six issues that you got to do as backup. So we should probably start with like a number
0: one, or at least at least a new plot arc. Okay, you know. So is there anything coming out next week that you're excited about? Um, we got on my poll list it 's old man logan number one Ooh. ringside number three southern bastards number thirteen that's a that 's a lot boy i'm i 'm very
1: excited about southern bastards maybe we 'll take a look at old man logan.
0: Okay, let's do I'm, Old Man I'm, Logan. I, I am
1: mad at that. I think that would be cool. That'd be that would be really cool. And I I didn't even finish the uh the Secret Wars uh, stuff because uh, Old Man Logan was running during Secret Wars and then it ended after Battle World and all that. I didn't finish that one, but now that it's refreshing, I'm excited to go back.
0: Okay, so, so next week, book of the week, Old Man Logan number one. Yeah. Um who would win is we going Deadpool versus Wolverine. Deadpool versus Wolverine. Since Wolver- since Deadpool's got a movie coming out,
1: are you going to tell me right now who you think would win so I can form
0: my argument? No. Okay, I'm just going. I'm just going, I'm just going freestyle this. Um, also, we upcoming up, we have a Batman Bad Blood one shot. Coming up, animated yes. movie that just came out. Which I'm really
1: excited about. I want to watch that with you. Um, and come to think of it, I, I want to watch the, uh, th- this is a sequel, I believe. Is it? To uh, the other animated movie that came out not too long ago, Batman versus Robin. There's so many of them. They're yeah. all great. One, one of them was like a loose adaptation of the Court of Owls yeah, yeah, storyline. Yeah. And I haven't seen that, and I would very much like to see that. DC's animation is on the point yes and i i would very much like to get back to that so yeah we got to sit down watch that we'll do a one shot maybe on that
0: yeah that look look forward to so shutting it down yeah tell the people on the internet where they can find you on the internet
1: you can find me on the internet uh specifically on both twitter and instagram at Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. I also work on a newspaper. Uh, it is uh, my my short fiction, short stories, and uh, a very good friend of mine, a talented individual, Michael Norcross, does the designs and illustrations. That newspaper is called The Dark Matter Sequential. You can find us at www.darkmatterseq.com.
0: All right. You can find me on the Internet, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram at Octavius A. Newman. That's O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Um, this podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. You can follow Bear Fruit on Twitter and Instagram at B3A-R-F-R-U-I-T. Go to BareFruit.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out our store, check out the other podcasts that we do. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Subscribe, rate. Review, share this with some other people, keep the conversation going, send us emails at comicbookjunto, J-U-N-T-O, at barefruit.com, hashtag comicbookjunto, and tell us who you think would win in the fight, send us some emails, send us some tweets, keep the conversation going, let us know some thoughts and we'll uh, keep having conversations about deep stuff using geek culture.
1: Everything lives, Octavius. There it is. Everything lives. <laughs> Everything lives, listeners. Excelsior. There it is. <laughs> that's it. Man, how can you not smile
0: listening to this <laughs> podcast? That makes
1: me happy. I don't know. This I listen good. to. That's why I listen to it and I just smile the whole time. I'm yeah. like, this is the jam. The people need to leave. They got
0: to hear this. (laughs) They got to know. We got to put this out.
1: (laughs) This is what the people need. (laughs) All right. This is fun. Yeah. All right, Octavius. Until next time, man. All right. Peace. Bye.